Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, craps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt, and ladies and gentlemen, it's a sad, sad day because this is the final week of Scott's honeymoon hiatus. I know we've had hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of messages saying, Matt, the podcast is so much better without Scott. You should just keep doing it yourself. More guest co-hosts. But no, unfortunately, he's back from New Zealand this week. So there will be the two of us next week. So uh, you guys listening can just sit back and enjoy our final guest co-host and what a final guest co-host we have uh we actually got stuck a little bit after last week in canada and uh, we do have a returning guest he is a storyteller he is a sneaker designer he is the one we have named the walking hot take welcome back to the podcast matt oh matt how you doing mate Oh my god! I'm sorry. I can't. I can't stop cracking up from your introduction. I am <laughs> dying of laughter here. First, the introduction. The, what you were saying about Scott, the poor guy, when he listens back to this, man, Scott, I didn't have anything to do with that. I swear, <laughs> I was. This was he. He pulled this on me. I had no idea. And then my own intro. I just. I felt like coming out with like boxing gloves, like I was going to fight Jake Paul. So thank you for that. I was. That I reckon was you beat I Jake that. Paul as well. I reckon you beat Jake Paul. Well, I have to. I feel like I had to really make up for it to give you a little bit of a sneak behind the curtain. Um, I after last week's episodes uh, where we had with, with Trev. Shout out Trev, by the way, uh, for last week. Uh, I said that during the steal of the week that I would have a message from Scott when he was listening saying that I was a twat because I picked the ISPA and I know how much he, ha- I know how much he hates it. So anyways, I'm sat there yesterday eating my breakfast. I get a message from Scott's wife saying, Scott says you're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, And then she, the she, w- she good. went on to say, we've been listening to the podcast out in New Zealand. And she went, you're too nice to him. So I was like, okay, well, if, if if his wife's saying that I'm being too nice about him while he's away, I feel like I need to pull a fast one on the last episode. So, uh, but Scott, well, it is true. Everyone prefers the podcast without you, mate. I'm sorry. It's a fact. <laughs> Scott, Scott, let, let's just hope you're coming back with two rings instead of one, because I hear that the volcanoes in New Zealand like to snatch those from uh, traveling couples. Oh, oh, hi. Well, that's a hob- that's a Hobbit joke right there. A Hobbit joke. <laughs> I think he went to Hobbiton actually. So I'm very, he very did. Jealous. I saw it on his stories. I'm, I've been to New Zealand as well. So Scott, we can chop up about that. We'll have a New Zealand podcast, and Matt won't be invited. Hey, well, it, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather sit here and talk about Canada with you. To be fair, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, our top takes in a little while. But uh, when I put the post out to say. Uh, uh, who's got a top take this week Scott did actually reply and his initial top take was uh, New Zealand is a better country than Canada uh, because I keep saying that Can- <laughs> I-, I keep saying that Canada is the best country in the world and he said no New Zealand's the best country in the world so there we go you, I'm, I, I don't know I don't know how that's going to sway your judgment of Scott being a Canadian that's also been to New Zealand but I'm just stirring the pot here I'm just stirring the pot 
<laughs> um, just want to say, go and live in New Zealand and try ordering a pair of shoes. See how much shipping costs you. And then try living in Canada and see how much it costs you. I'm pretty sure you're going to retract that statement. Oh, I, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, uh, but Matt, you've, you've been a, a guest on the podcast a couple of times. We heard your initial sneaker uh, story um, and then you returned, obviously, to the podcast because you have your own uh, brand, Volker, uh, and you came on and spoke about your first sneaker release. In fact, that, that sneaker release is still a very, very special release to us because that was the first time us as a Doubled Up podcast have been able to actually do a giveaway. And I still have fond memories of you, me and Scott jumping on a call while I was plastered in a caravan in Cornwall trying to work out who we were going to give a, a pair of trainers away to. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. The memories. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun time. Hey, it happened. We managed to give away a pair of shoes. So that's a very, very special release uh, to us because of that. Uh, you were able to do that for us and, and obviously a very special thing for you as well. And then you came back on the podcast for your second shoe. Uh, so listeners will be able to go back and listen to previous podcasts uh, of your story and, and, and what's kind of been happening in your world since then. So really, we're just going through a normal episode this week, mate. You're just stepping right into Scott's big size 11 shoes and uh, filling in as our guest co-host. And with that, we should probably talk about some latest pickups. So, uh, Matt, have you uh, uh, had any sort of latest pickups in the last however many weeks? I would say since the last time we spoke to you, but it's been about a year since you've been on the podcast. I'm sure you've bought shoes in the last year. But any sort of recent pickups for you? Yeah, actually. Um, I recently got the New Balance, like literally, well, you, you this isn't going to go out the same day as we're recording. But uh, this morning I got the Diamond District New Balance 1906R. Okay. which is a size exclusive colorway. Yep. They released it based on the, well, the diamond district in New York city. Um, and as somebody who on the side, you know, I don't, I don't publicize this too, too much, but like, I, I like watches, I collect watches. Um, so the diamond district, you know, there's a lot of watch trading, watch selling and things that go on there besides of course, jewelry. And I was just like, Oh, this is so fitting, you know, to like one of the, one of the hobbies that I have in parallel with sneaker collecting and designing and things like that. So I had to get that pair. Um, my girlfriend was of a different opinion. I stand my own ground on this as to whether I like them or not, but I think they're really cool. So Which pair did you get? Those... Because there were two colorways, weren't there? There was a green pair and then there was also like a gray and blue pair. I got the green pair. I really like that nice long haired suede with the mix of the, it seems like a, like a nylon or mesh yeah. material. I didn't take too many close looks at the shoe because I like to have the surprise when I unbox it and open it for myself. So if I see some pictures of a shoe that I really like, I will look at them for a bit on Instagram and be like, okay, that's sick. I'm going to just like add it to my list. And then, you know, when, when it's time to buy them, I'll, I'll buy them. If I'm unsure about sizing or something like that, maybe I'll watch a video that somebody got early to figure out how they, to figure out how to size it for myself and which size I want to buy. But other, otherwise, uh, I won't go too too deep into it because I like to have that surprise when I'm unboxing. I like that. Because a lot of people will be like so obsessed with the idea that a shoe's coming up. They'll watch every single review. They'll know more about the shoe before they get it in hand than what they could ever know having that shoe in hand. I like the fact that it's almost like you kind of know what your Christmas present is, but you can't have it until Christmas type thing. It's like you know that shoe's coming on that day but you know nothing about it until you open the box. Well, the, see, the problem that I was having was like, I know what what's going to happen once I, re, once I look too deeply into that shoe and then receive it. I'm going to be super excited for it to arrive. I'm going to open up the box and then I'm going to put it on my shelf and it's done. And the excitement is done as soon as I open up the box because I already know what it looks like. 
from videos, I can almost ascertain what it feels like, right? Like the material and this and that. So like in the satin bread ones, there's like, it's, you, you can too easily, if you look too closely at the shoe, you can too easily like spoil what it's going to feel like. You, you kind of have an idea what it's going to feel like. So for me, I was just like, okay, how is the sizing? Because it's a women's shoe, you know, like, you know, is it actually a, a size and a half down or is it like even a bit more narrow because it's a women's mold? But uh, I got those as well satin bread ones can't believe those are quote unquote sitting but i would get like two pairs for me that's it's it's an amazing really okay. amazing shoe uh i got four pairs of saucony 5000s shadow 5000s recently oh wow i've got three of them here on camera uh, i love that those... pair that's the like watermelon colorway type thing with like the uh, the yeah. green and the pink i love that shoe and they come with they come with pink laces that are the same as this it's freaking insane um, and then these two, which were pretty interesting, are in the colorways of what I would call the Kith X A6X Marvel collection. Yes. This one looks like the coveted Wolverine. Was it, it 1980 or 70, whatever uh, colorway with yellow, yeah, blues, yeah. Uh, grays, blacks, and whites, which is freaking awesome. And then the Gambit colorway. I did not know that they came out. As Obviously, listeners aren't going to be able to see this because obviously we're on Zoom and you guys are listening. But yes, Shadow 5000, one in uh, exactly like Matt has described there. If you just imagine if a Saucony 5000 had a baby with the Wolverine Essex Joe Light 3, it's literally the exact same color palette, but on a Saucony. That shoe, honestly, I feel like if you showed both pairs to someone that isn't in sneakers, I don't actually think they would be able to tell you the difference. The colorway is so close. Oh, oh even the Gambit, like I said, with the Gambit one, like these things are almost Pantone correct Perfect, to, yeah. the color, to the colors that were selected for those Asics. Uh, and if you put them side by side to a non-sneakerhead, I think the silhouette of the Saucony 5000 Shadow is way cooler. Like the, the the pieces that they have putting to shoe together is just like way cooler, in my opinion. So like, frankly, if you put those side by side, I'm pretty sure even the average person would probably pick the Saucony over the Asics and they cost a fraction of the price. Yeah, I think as well, the, uh, the Asics show like three is always a little bit of a hit and miss shoe for people that aren't like into into sneakers because of the split tongue like yeah it's one of those things that is such a defining feature for sneakerheads. but for someone that is used to wearing conventional trainers with a conventional tongue their entire life they look at that and go oh that's weird so again if you put the two next to each other someone that didn't know anything and saw the same color blocking but one had a split tongue and one had a normal tongue they're probably going to go with the one that has the normal tongue and that's such a silly thing to say but for someone that doesn't understand the lineage of the gel light three they're probably going to go with the Saucony because it's more of the average looking shoe. Yeah, I think I think they're they're just amazing. And then the you know, I got like four of those pairs for the price of one box sealed Asics pair. So yeah, I yeah. got these all Canadian dollars. I think it was like $80 each. Canadian. Oh, wow. That's like 40 pounds, 40, 40, 45, maybe something like that. Can't say no to a bargain like that, can you? Each. Yeah, I got like four pairs for the price of one sealed box, which was insane. So I got that. And then the last pickup and the most recent was, the well, besides the New Balance that have yet to come in, are the Corn Campus, the black and white, not the white super modified, the yeah, black yeah. campus. Shoot. A lot of people were very, very excited uh, about this shoe. There was a lot of people on Instagram that I did not know were corn fans all of a sudden coming out like, I need this shoe. I've loved corn since I was X old or X age. 
Um, there was a lot of corn fans that were very, very excited for this shoe. I'm suspicious about those intentions of people being <laughs> hidden corn fans, to be very honest. Uh, I am a metalhead in this scene, and I have very seldom ever met any metalheads who share that love for that type of music. Um, so I'm very suspicious of the motives of the people behind that hype of that sneaker, <laughs> especially when a T-shirt is selling for two times the price retail on stock x and i am refusing wow. to pay that i know that metalheads don't pay those prices for sneakers so frankly i am like i said very suspicious as to who's buying these sneakers and what their motives and intentions are i think it's for resale purposes and because they Ooh. think it, you know it's going to be easy to to pull a quick dime out of somebody but yeah that's uh that's the corn shoe i was and you know what right if anybody wants to talk shit on the corn shoe, they can. I've talked so much shit on designs and designers and this and that. And they would say, well, Matt, why do you like the corn shoe so much? I'm, I'm talking specifically about the black campus yep. here. Oh, well, it could, it could even be the super modified. You just put them together. It's, it's a pack or whatever. Why do you like it so much? I'd be like, well, there's minimalism, right? And then there's laziness, right? Did they really do anything to this shoe design-wise? No, no. Frankly, I do not think they did. But... I will preface that I don't think they had to. No. Because this is like buying, for me, a uniform, a soccer jersey, okay? Football jersey, whatever. Yep. This, for me, is buying a piece of the uniform. This was Korn's uniform on stage for years. Yeah. Years. They have songs named after this. It is a uniform. It's like, why do people love everything that Liam Gallagher puts on? It's because for years, he has worn, right, Adidas shoes, Terrace shoes, Terrace shoes and Stone Island, right? See, he, doesn't, he could do a collaboration where it's still a, just a black jacket that has his name embroidered on the side and people are gonna be like, oh my God, it's great. And it's because it's it's the Liam Gallagher uniform. It's like, this is what I listen to. You're communicating to people non-verbally with what you're wearing. You know, yeah, as yeah, somebody yeah. No, who like, studies sociology and things like this and belonging to a community, that is an important part of why we are in sneakers and things like that is so that you can tell people like a story about you or pieces of you. And they were like, oh, you're wearing the corn shoes. Like this guy might be a metalhead, which is exactly what I'd love to do without screaming it at everybody that I'm walking past. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I really love these shoes. The box is insane. It's been 30 years too late, frankly, <laughs> but, uh, 30 years, you know, in the making. And, I, you know, it was interesting for me to learn that these guys actually, in an interview with Brendan Dunn at Complex, you know, they were doing the media tour for this sneaker. And in the, in that press junket, they told them that uh, they actually switched away from Adidas at a certain point to Puma because Puma was going to give them half a million dollars to That's wear mad. Puma. They said Adidas was just giving us free shoes, but we were saying, but they were, we were being told that, hey, like Adidas is a sports company. Like you guys aren't athletes. And it's like, okay. Like I understand the old way of thinking, right? And it definitely didn't endear them to the brand that Corn talks about very dark themes. So of course, right, Adidas was just like, yeah, we'll send you shoes, but like, we're not going to like officially endorse you guys. Whereas Puma was like, yeah, sure. Come on. Like, you know, we're competing with Adidas and we'll, we'll, we'll pull you away from them for half a million dollars. No problem. And then, you know, they would go back and forth with Adidas still and get free track suits and things like this. And they finally just kind of connected through the guitarist's kids. You know, they were like, hey, dad, your shoes, like th they connected with Adidas to be able to put these shoes up. And their kids were like spotting them on resale platforms and stuff. And they're just like, 
people want a corn product. So like, yeah, let's yeah. make an Adidas corn product. Now's the time. Like nostalgia is prime for this. Let's do it. And so 90s nostalgia, this is a band that's been formed since it was 1998, 1993, something like that. It's it's time. 90s nostalgia is big right now. And that that model of skate shoe, that model of skate shoe as well, like that puffy tongue, big skate shoe yep. is what we're seeing all brands move towards at the minute. This is the one example or one of the examples, I would say, of Adidas actually having their finger on the correct pulse and not like going down the wrong because i feel like it's almost impossible and i say this now i feel like i'm going to absolutely jinx this but what adidas have done with this corn collab is absolutely perfect they've created the black they've created the white it's like i said 30 years in the making everyone's really really happy about this shoe they've made a minimalist shoe but also has lots of little details like the outsole you put them together it's the album cover even things like campus uh it's in the corn um uh, like font you look on the adidas on the inside of the oh, tongue yeah. even silly little things like having the dots between the adidas all of these little details it's minimalist but also so much detail um but they've just done exactly what they need it's like they've understood the assignment and they've got an a plus and there's no way of them oversaturating this and fucking it up unless all of a sudden now but by the time this podcast released there's going to be 18 other colors of corn campuses or something stupid like that but this is one of the only times where adidas have actually hit the nail on the head and not overdone it or fucked it up well that's actually the thing is they said that there's supposed to be more corn product coming oh. in 2024 in 2024 but look, I would not be opposed to a purple version of this that goes with the sequin tracksuit okay, that he has. I'll that take would that. be so fire. I think they just had to prime people with colorways that are palatable and easy to rock. So corn would often just go on stage in all black or yep. like, you know what I mean? Black and white. So it would make sense that they kick things off with the black and white models of these shoes. But uh, I would, you know, I would love to see like a purple version of their, their shoe, though, you know, maybe it'll risk looking like the Towelie, the Towelie Adidas. Yeah, but you could make it, you could even make it like, I don't know, you could have the stripes as like sequins or something like that. Like something, something like that would just be if you had like a big thick purple campus with like black sequin stripes or something like something like that would look a little bit mad um or even just i don't know like the something simple like the back tab of the shoe is sequin or something something just to kind of have a little nod to the tracksuit i'd be happy with that but the last thing i want is i i keep coming back to it because it absolutely pains me to my core but the last thing i want is like lego zx great we have an amazing shoe love lego really nostalgic now there's like 106 of them um there's like kids ultra boost legos adult ultra boost legos there's this lego that lego blah 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 it's like all right i get it everyone loves lego but you're killing me you're really killing me i don't want that to happen not that i'm the biggest corn fan I've, i don't think i've actually ever really listened to corn properly despite the fact that in this era this would have been like right down my street but uh, I've just, for whatever reason, just never really bothered listening to them. But I'm happy that for the audience that wants this shoe, they've got a shoe that is actually something that they can connect with, uh, which is important for a lot of these bands. And you want to hear the story how I got these shoes? It was wild. Go on. Then. It was wild. I very seldom ever call a sneaker store. Okay. But okay. I called a store for the first time in my life, Matt. I actually cared about a retail release. Most of the time, I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I can brush it off. I'll just buy it on StockX at like maybe a little bit above retail, but at least I didn't wait until midnight or something yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. to get the shoe. So I tried on the Adidas confirmed app. Didn't get it. I was like, 
damn it, I had bids waiting on StockX. I would put it in and then a few days later, I would take off the bid. I was like, it's okay. You'll just try it on retail day. I don't think that many people are into corn. It should sit just for a little bit, you know, like it should be uh, something you can buy the day of that'll like sell out by the end of the day type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, not, yeah. not instantaneously. And I didn't get it. Didn't get it. Did I took off my bid on stock X and then I put a bid back and then I was like, you know what? My girlfriend's going downtown. Let me see if, cause she's going to be near the Adidas store. I was like, let me just see if Adidas Canada is going to have one in Montreal on St. on the, on our popular St. Catherine street. So I called her, I said, uh, sorry, I called the Adidas store and I was like, Hey, you know, I never call stores for, for things, but I'm a, I'm a sneaker collector and I'm big into corn. So I'm really hoping you guys have the corn campus or like the items from the collection there. She said, Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to have everything from the collection. I was like, no way. I freaked out. Matt. I was like, okay, okay. I was like, now, can you please tell me you have a 10 and a half in the campus? She's like, Oh yeah, we've got every size. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, can you put it aside for me? She says, no. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call my girlfriend. I'm like, Hey babe, where are you? Because <laughs> I like, are you downtown yet? Yeah, yeah. I was like, can you, how fast can you get to the Adidas store? She gets to the Adidas store. There's no 10 and a half left, no shoes left. All they're gone. They just point her to the, to the racks with the track suits and the hoodies. She's like, do you want any of these? I'm like, not really. They're kind of what, as the kids are saying today, mid. So I, I was like, okay, no, I don't want any of those. She's like, okay. So she le ends up leaving the store. I'm like, well, hold on. Did you, why don't you just ask them? Like if there's another Adidas store that has them nearby that, you know, they have a computer, they can check for stock. She's like, oh, I don't know. Okay, fine. So she goes in, hangs up. Am I not waiting another like 15 minutes? Does she not call me back with a bag in her hand on FaceTime? And she's like, it was in the display in front of the store. Oh it was the only God. one left. It was a 10 and a half. I was like, no freaking way. I lost it. <laughs> I said, oh my I God. never wanted a shoe so bad. Again, like I said, treat this like a limited edition jersey or something like that, right? I had never wanted this so bad. And she came out of the store with that. I was like, big W. Thank you so much. And it coincided with our one year anniversary. So a very important shoe to me. Hey, there we go. And imagine if like, she just, oh, do you have a 10 and a half now? All right, I'll go. Like if you hadn't said, just ask, just ask. Exactly. She went back into the store and it, it worked out. So, mate, honestly, that is a fantastic pickup story. Well, I'm very, very happy that you have come armed with uh, hundreds of shoes almost um, and some very, very impressive shoes uh, as well. I only have one tiny little, slight minor pickup uh, from last week and it was very much an accidental pickup. Uh, I went to the gym. It was actually, funnily enough, uh, the day that I recorded with Trevor last week. Um, we were recording late in the evening, went to the gym. Um, me and my girlfriend, I've said numerous times on this podcast, we're off to Florida in a few weeks. Uh, here in the UK, it's very wet and rainy. Listeners won't be able to see the fact that I'm wearing two fleeces right now because my flat is cold. Uh, the second a London flat goes below 15 degrees, it instantly feels like you're in an ice block. So uh, it's very, very cold and wet and rainy where we are. The only annoying thing is, is I'm about to go to Florida where it will be anywhere between 22 to 25 degrees. So there's me in the middle of winter trying to find shorts. So I think I know I'll go into my local TK Maxx. I literally walk past it as I'm leaving the gym. So I went in there looking for shorts. And I don't know if anyone else does this that listens, despite the fact that you know that TK Maxx is absolutely shit for shoes. I can't help but look at the shoes, even though I know 
know I'm going to go there and see a load of crap awfulness. They're there. So just go and have a look. So I walk up to the size nines and I see a gray looking runner and I think, oh, I wonder what this is. Picked it up. It is a pair of Kahoos, uh, a nice little gray pair of Kahoo Aria 95s. I've been wanting to pick up a pair of Kahoos for a little while. In fact, Ian, a uh, listener of the podcast, uh, always tells us that we should be appreciating Kahoo more. And I think, oh, that's cool. I've never seen a pair of Kahoos in TK Maxx. I wonder how much these cost. I look at the tag. They are £25. So I think... It's insane. It's I insane. I can't not buy them, really. Straight away, I thought... I, I had a little Google, naturally. I thought, is this reasonable, £25? Like, I know it, I know that sounds silly. Straight away, I went online, and the same pair of shoes is on end for, like, £85. Same pair is on Working Class Heroes for, like, £80. And I'm thinking, how the fuck is this £80 shoe, £25? Granted, I don't have a box, but I'm buying it. So, uh, yeah, my first pair of Kahoos and the materials are fantastic. Ian, if you're listening, uh, you were not joking when you say that the materials on Kahoos are absolutely amazing. Comfort level is unreal. And these are going to be worn to death around the parks in Disney because, yeah, £25 for a really comfy runner. I cannot complain. I've seen Kahoos like deeply discounted for some reason. I've That's like a brand that I've tended to see deeply discounted before. So I am. But I am totally on board with like grabbing up those steel pairs, right? Yeah. I found these Asics a few. Oh, they're um, lovely. Dedicated to mental health. I got these for 60 or 70 bucks, so like 30 pounds. Yeah. They're approximately. Beautiful. Oh, they were gorgeous. I got these at Winners, which is just essentially TK Maxx, TJ Maxx, Marshalls yeah, yeah, yeah. Equi- equivalent. Um, I've already worn them comfortable, gorgeous, great materials, you know, like long hair, suede, soft, nice yeah. leathers. Um, uh, there's new book, there's everything on it. Really gorgeous. It was a collab with a few and, uh, yeah, I was super happy to find those too. So I love those bargains and I totally yeah. understand what you're saying about going to just check out the shoe aisle just in case that's where I found those. And that's where you found car hoos. I know I'm going to have my eyes out for car hoos in our area. I was really surprised because naturally, as soon as I saw a pair of car hoos, I was like, I wonder what else is here. They had like pennies there, like all sorts of really random, like Nike shoes. I thought this is, bizarre but yeah i was very very happy that the only pair of car who's they had on the shelf were my size and they were 25 pounds so a nice little runner to try out a new brand and uh like i said it's very much it means that i can bring them to florida wear them around the parks and yeah i'm very very happy but uh some really lots of pickups this week lots of pickups you've come with the correct energy there matt thank you very much well that's going to move us on nicely to this week's top take So, Matt, it was only about it only made sense, didn't it, really, that we were going to have you on for uh, uh, kind of the walking hot take uh, and we were going to talk about this week's top take. So to tell the listeners a little bit more about this, in case this is your very first episode, and you have no idea what we do in this segment. Um, every single week we reach out to you guys as our listeners. Well, I say every week we haven't done it for a couple of weeks because we normally don't do it with our guests. But Matt is a returning guest. So we're doing top takes. Uh, we reach out to our guests or sorry, our listeners 
ask you guys uh, for any spicy stances, top takes, whether you want to get something off your chest or whether you want to spread a little bit of positivity. We want to hear your stances on certain um, topics. And then normally me and Scott, we give our thoughts and opinions. Obviously this week, Matt, you are here to give your thoughts and opinions. And this week's top take is not necessarily from like one specific person. We've actually had this a couple of times. And because of the fact it is a little bit of a repeat, uh, I kind of thought now makes the most sense to um, kind of go through this top take. And it's quite a simple top take, uh, which is simply uh, regarding lace swaps this week's top take is uh people should stop changing their laces to colors that are not found on the shoe so for example if you had a shoe that was black and white you can only have black and white laces in the shoe so therefore if there are no panels on that shoe matching that color you should not have that color laces really what we're referring to here is people not putting pink laces in shoes bright orange laces in shoes blue laces in shoes and the person the the few people that uh mentioned this which is why i'm not mentioning anyone specific because numerous people have given us this take over the weeks um specifically mentioned stop trying to look different uh which i find quite funny with this take because it's almost like doing a lace swap is like the number one way that people can uh, look different um matt you have turned around and you are now taking out pairs of shoes from a beautiful sneaker display behind you uh i'm assuming you're about to pick out shoes where you have done uh weird and wonderful lace swaps but uh what's your stance on this i have done precisely that matt um <laughs> what is can you read me the question is it specifically relating to colors that are not on the shoes or colors that don't come with the shoes it's, it's specifically it's specifically about um colors not on the shoe so that the one of the to read one of the um, messages we've had like i said we've had this numerous times and it's all about the same thing lace swaps should only be an accent color to the shoe not some random ass color because you want to be different uh that was one of the many stances that we've had about lace swaps interesting well look I, i can tell you this right like some brands will legitimately send you shoelaces of colors that are not on the shoe, oh, yes. but that work with the shoe. Case in point, I'm pulling up the Coraline Jones Dunks, the Nike SB Junks, d- the Nike sure. Dunk Coralines, <laughs> the Nike Coraline Dunks. Okay, I have the bright blue laces in this, right? Yep. Otherwise, they come with like a very dark muted blue, and I think there might be another color. I don't remember off to offhand. There's none of that blue in that shoe. No. None. None. It's to represent Coraline Jones's hair from the movie, so... Frankly, I don't know where you would be pulling it from, but these things look fire with those laces and they only ever come with two blues that are not necessarily featured on the shoe. That's one case. The second case that I have is these kangaroo, uh, these kangaroo runners. I forget what the model name is right now. I'm blanking, but they are kangaroos. They were done by uh, Kish Cash and Super yeah, Queen, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, collaboration when they started doing um, pairs with collaborators. And this sneaker features uh, very little like burgundy on the shoe. Um, But I was able to find a pair of laces that fit with this whole fall theme. And I slapped them on and they looked amazing. And Kish Cash hit me up on Instagram later and was like, 
he's like, holy shit, mate, these look fire. He's like, why didn't I think of including those? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, well, there you go. So I even got validation from the creator of it. So no, you know, I, I think if you want to add something unique to the sneaker that's not necessarily present on it, you know, by all means, go ahead and express yourself, be crazy. Yeah. Um, and go, go, go wild. I mean, there's another pair of ASICs, the ASICs milkshakes that I have that I think the, the color is only found on the outsole under the shoe is a very bright blue, uh, turquoise, like a turquoise tealy kind of blue. It's, it's this, yeah. uh, I'm showing it to Matt. It's like a very bright. Yeah. That's the, like is, it, teal. is it the nice kicks collab you said? It, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the, the nice, nice kicks, kicks collab. The nice kicks collab with ASICs to do the milkshake pair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they give you a pair of exactly that blue. And it's only underneath the shoe that you'd ever see that color. So frankly, it doesn't really go with the shoe. But if you put it on, I mean, ASICs is like, you you know, you can put it on. It looks dope. And I've seen some pictures where people rock it. It looks cool. So, you know, it's a matter of personal taste. And and I think, you know, go for it. Um, and I totally different. agree. I totally agree. I love a lace swap. Granted, a lot of the time my lace swaps are just putting cream laces in shoes. And uh, granted, a lot of the shoes that I put cream laces in have cream uh, on the shoe. They don't always have cream on the shoe. Uh, but I 100% agree. Like I think sometimes you can see uh, laces put in shoes. One of the ones that really like springs to mind was I remember when the, um, uh, the Concepts Air Max 1s, the Heavy, came out. And they come with the kind of velvet brown laces and they also come with like a standard brown lace and things like this. But I remember seeing someone had got a pair of orange laces and put those in there. They got a yellow pair of laces and put those in there. Now, granted, the shoe itself does have yellow and orange on the shoe, but you're adding laces to the shoe that didn't come with it. And it looked really, really good. Now, I suppose with this particular hot take is well, it would still fit because there is an accent on the shoe. Granted, the laces didn't come with the shoe. There's still an accent on it. But I like the idea of having a shoelace that completely goes against the, the grain. I'm thinking like the unions that came out recently that have that kind of like blue, the, the union ones that have kind of the blue lace on it, the kind of greeny turquoise lace. I'm thinking about the other unions that have the yellow laces that go inside them. Like I think all of those look really, really good. I am not opposed to uh, a lace swap pro provided that it kind of goes alongside the shoe i mean one of the shoes that i think as well uh that kind of straight away you spring to mind funnily enough given that the first time you came on the podcast the bacon 90 right like if we think about the bacon 90 you've got browns you've got pinks you've got creams you've got a deep deep red what color did the bacon 90s come with as a lace a bright bright red that other than a tiny little bit on the Nike branding, that color red is not seen on the shoe, but the bright red laces look bloody great in that shoe. So I I disagree with this stance. I think go as crazy yeah. as you want with laces because, yeah, I think they can look really good. You've sent through a couple of pictures on the Zoom where you've got the All Hallows Eve um, blazers with off-white blazers with the bright blue laces. I can get behind that. I think Off-White really kind of popularized a lot of this. I feel like Off-White, it was really a thing where vault bright laces were just like the thing to have in your Off-Whites. And I don't think it looks bad at all. I just sent you two more pictures of, you know, Off-White examples where Virgil was like, F it, here's two crazy colors that you can throw into your shoes as extra laces. He's got those like vault green laces in the original Air Max 90s from the 10. Yep. Everybody went cuckoo bananas over. Um, so he's got those green laces in there. There's no green on that shoe whatsoever. 
There's the All Hallows Eve All Orange Edition, right? That comes with beige laces. And oh, hey, a lace swap of this really, Brightly. really con high contrast, bright teal blue, turquoise, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's it's there. So, you know, I won't belabor the point any longer, but I, I totally think I'm all up for, um, you know, personal expression. And if you want to swap out the laces, go go crazy. If you think it looks great, a uh, nice combination on the sneaker, go and it's not it. found on the shoe, go for it. I think it's really funny, though. There's like laces, uh, where it's such a trivial part of sneakers. Obviously, sometimes a lace can like really make or break a shoe. But I do honestly think that it's such like a contentious thing amongst people where like some people have real hard stances where it's like, nope, if it doesn't come with the shoe, it cannot go on it. There's other people that are like, nope, the lace has to match the tongue. Other people know it has to match the midsole. Like it's such a bizarre thing that like laces can be such a defining part of a shoe. But yeah, I, I don't think there's any rules when it comes to laces. Like as long as it doesn't, as long as you're not putting, I don't know, multicolored rainbow shoe laces in a adding a superstar even then i don't really think that would look that bad but unless you're just well, you really... might want to try telling that to sean walderspoon uh yeah to be fair when i met sean walderspoon and i was wearing the the zx straight away i took out those green laces from the zx and threw in a pair of cream laces and he was like oh damn they he said to again very similar to what you said with Kishkat. straight away he was like oh damn they look really good in the cream laces why didn't i put cream laces in there i was like hey <laughs> straight from sean himself straight from sean yeah. himself but uh yeah I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we agree with this we might not agree with the listener that has submitted this but we agree let the laces be free let them be free and look i'm not gonna cast i'm not casting any stones either the listener can have their opinion as well a lot of people they may even come around you know sometimes it just takes a few examples to you know they may have seen people rocking you know a pair of breads with green laces and someone's like that's disgusting and then they have an opinion about it and i totally understand that person totally so um if you give them a few examples though where it's done right they may come around to it so it may be a hot take until you're able to kind of sympathize with the other side which is oh well you know what in some cases they're it's passable okay you know yeah and also just as we kind of finish this week's top take, um, I just want to double down and reiterate that, yes, cream laces do go with every single shoe for anyone listening to this and also doesn't like sail laces in shoes. I'm double. I'm going to live on. I'm living on that island for the rest of my life. Yes, sail laces do belong in every single shoe. Uh, if you would like to submit a top take for next week, then look out for our post on Instagram. Uh, we normally post it up on about a Wednesday if we're going to do the segment that week, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that uh, you can comment on the post or you could submit a question via or submit a take sorry via dm or respond to our story and with that we're going to move on to our first main segment of the episode and that is shoes round every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of sneakers and we give our thoughts and opinions this week is of course me taking shoes round. so without further ado i'll pass over to me for shoes round Matt, we've officially taken you out of the Doubled Up Podcast studio and you are now in the Shoes Round studio. It's probably changed a little bit since the last time you were here. Uh, I think you've seen all sorts of different iterations of the Shoes Round studio at this point. I think this is your th third visit to the studio. So I hope this is your favorite so far. I won't mind helping you redesign it the fourth time. It okay. could use a little work. But uh, I always had a question about this. How do okay. you pass things to yourself? Left hand to right hand and vice versa. Okay. All right. So you're yeah. just tossing the apple back and forth. Okay. 100%. All right. Yeah. It's Part part of the podcasting magic, my friend. Part of the podcasting All right. magic. 
<laughs> the more you know, you get that little rainbow up. Exactly, in the sky. exactly. Okay, cool. Hey, it's a, it's a magical place. This is kind of like if you imagine Hogwarts. But like a hundred times more magic, that's what the Shoes Round Studio is. So there's all sorts a hundred times more magic than Hogwarts. That is what the Shoes Round Studio is like. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, I've, I've definitely lost the plot already. I've, yeah, Scott, you need to save me when you come back, mate. I'm so sorry. I've driven this podcast to the ground. Uh, the, the, the news story that we're talking about this week is not the biggest groundbreaking news story in the world, I will say. But it's quite a cool news story that we don't get to see all that often because the main news story we have this week is that... Um, Fashioned legend Nigo is teaming up with Pharrell's Jupiter online auction house, and he is selling a few of his personal archive shoes uh, as part of his From Me to You collection. Uh, the reason why I suppose this is going to be our news story this week is I kind of said to you before, Matt, by all means, this isn't kind of the most groundbreaking news story in the entire world, but it's not very often that we get to see a legend like Nigo selling pairs from his own collection. And especially where you see some of the shoes that he is selling, including, um, various different pairs of kind of bapesters and things like this there's all sorts of different accessories that he's selling these are shoes that people will absolutely clamor over uh shoes that are worth thousands and thousands of us dollars and it's just very very rare that we see anything like this um just very very bizarre now the auction itself is starting like i said on jupiter which is pharrell's new online global bidding platform starting on the 9th of november so a few days after this podcast goes live and the auction is running up until the 16th of november so hey if there's any listeners here that want to spend a few tens of thousands of dollars on some bapesters or some casio watches and all sorts of things like this fill your boots but uh matt what do you think about uh nigo selling some of his own personal per- personal collection here I almost said personal i <laughs> i think it's cool i mean we saw pharrell do this too right recently where he unloaded he, it, it, they're just kind of unloading stuff they know they're never going to use or wear or this or that and i think it's all under the guise of you know these are collector's items i'm very important and famous to the space so you should clamor over them and you know, for some people, it'll mean something. And for other people, it's like a museum exhibit and you get to take a passing look at some Louis Vuitton bag you could never afford and then keep on <laughs> scrolling. Right. Yeah. So I think it's it's interesting. It's something to look at. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a guy trying to unclutter, declutter his closet. You know, he's got an iced out G-Shock in there and, you know, some sneakers and yeah, Air Boys Club stuff. And it is very much that some of the shoes that are, are kind of going to be auctioned you've got uh first edition uh, first edition bapesters signed by jay-z from 2002 estimated value five to eight thousand dollars you've got college dropout bapesters signed by kanye uh again five to seven thousand dollars roughly you've got pharrell uh bapesters uh, like roadsters uh, again signed by pharrell you've got uh, louis vuitton um, shoe bags and four louis vuitton sneakers estimated between five to ten thousand dollars you're absolutely right it is kind of mostly um things that the normal person can't afford but there is going to be right. someone out there that is a huge nego fan or pharrell fan or something like that that now has an opportunity to put it in their sneaker display and when their friends come around they can say oh yeah i've got this shoe that is uh, an absolute grail to some people signed by the person that relates to it like a college dropout bapester signed by kanye for someone that is really into kanye is like one of a kind that's never going to come up again yeah 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it's, you know, it's, I, I look at this as like collector's memorabilia, right? Like somebody selling exactly. off like a sports collection of like, oh, these are all game worn items or Michael Jordan, this and that PEs or certain, you know, player editions. Uh, sorry, Jordan pet player editions or things like this or things that Jordan wear and stuff like this. And it's like, you know, the average person can't get their hands on this. You know, it's something to look at, but I try not to occupy too much of my time like looking at these things. I'm like, okay, great. Nigo's having a garage sale. For the rich. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I was going to say, for the rich is the key thing. I don't think it's going to be like the car boot sales we have here in the UK where there's like a, a, a table that everything's like 20p to a pound or something like that. I don't think we're going to quite get those prices here. But uh, hey, like I said, if you're in, in in the group of people that can afford these things, as I said, fill your boots. And I know, Matt, you said you don't want to spend too much of your time on this news story. Uh, and we won't because that's the news. Told you, Matt, we're not going to spend too much time on that news story. We're taking you straight. I mean, basically, I was I did actually have like 15 to 20 minutes planned on that segment. But after you said that we needed to redo the shoes around studio, quite frankly, I don't think you deserve to stay in the studio all that long. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're taking you out of the shoes around studio. We're bringing you back to the Double Up podcast studio. And we're going to move on to our next segment, which is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking forward at some of the upcoming releases for this week. We pick a shoe that we like, a double up, a shoe that we dislike, a double down, and a shoe a sleeper pick that we think is going to fly a little bit under the radar so without further ado i'll pass back over to me left hand to right hand for double up double down okay matt so we always like to start the segment on a positive and uh this segment uh, had to have a last minute kind of change because uh, we very much had a Sockany for the double up this week. Uh, it was supposed to release uh, later on this week. However, the day of recording the podcast, all of a sudden uh, things changed and it released about an hour before we were meant to record. So uh, definitely not a shoe that we can pick for an upcoming week's releases because by the time the listeners listen to this episode, it would be four days old and probably sold out. So we had to pivot on the spot, go in a different direction. And I'm kind of glad that we did because the shoe that we have picked for the double up is an absolute beauty. Uh, We are going with a New Balance made in USA 990 V6 in the burgundy and tan colorway. This is essentially just a GR New Balance 990 V6. But I really do think the 990 V6 has turned a popular silhouette in the 990 and made it better. It is just a standard 990 V6 that we have all kind of seen over the coming months. However, it has this beautiful burgundy suede upper with tan overlays, white midsole, black outsole, white laces, and just the silhouette to me is beautiful. That shade of burgundy is beautiful. It's releasing on the 8th of November for £220. Uh, And that's really all I have to say about it. It's just a beautiful looking shoe. What do you think about this one though, Matt? I think it's really sharp. It's a really nice GR. Yeah. How much else to say on it, really? I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> how to it. wait for anything else, but actually, that's literally it, isn't it? I mean, to be perfectly honest, this probably isn't something that should warrant being in the double up, right? This is probably, especially when you see the sleeper pick, a lot of people would look at me crazy and think, hang on a minute, why is that the sleeper pick and this is the uh, double up? To be honest, I just really, really like the color of this shoe. It's not hyped. It's going to go in the sale. In six months' time, you'll be able to get this 50% off. But 
the double up is our favorite shoe. Yes, granted, it's normally the most hype shoe of the week as well. But really, the crux of this uh, segment is the shoe that is our favorite this week. And I can't find much of a nicer shoe than this Burgundy 990 V6. I'm loving the V6. And I tell you what. I'm going to spoil one of Scott's uh, pickups for when he comes back because inevitably he's going to want to rave about the shoes that he's picked up in New Zealand. He messaged me this morning saying he's managed to get an absolute steal of a 990 V6 and it's in the New Balance outlets. And it has honestly got me so excited to go over to the States because I'm just hoping that there's some V6s in the outlets for me to pick up because I... I cannot wait to get a pair of this shoes, but I don't, I don't, I'm not willing to spend 220 pounds on them yet. That's the thing is I just don't like the price tag. I mean, they're really, really nice, but I'm like, but I don't need to spend that. Like I saw the Ronnie Feig ones that were announced recently. Those look really great. They look gorgeous. There was also the Teddy Santis something new season or whatever of the shoes that are coming out, which yeah, but like, frankly, I think these are Teddy Santis. I think they probably are. Because, I lose track because he is the creative director, or whatever, of Made in USA, and these are Made in USA. Yes. So I'm assuming that it's part of a color palette that he chose, and that it's part of those releases. But like, I just can't. I don't know. I just don't like the price tag. That's yeah, especially in today's sneaker climate where there is very, very little that you need to spend full price on. Like the only time you ever need to spend full price on a shoe, I don't know whether it's like that's over in Canada, Matt, but over here in the UK, the yeah. only time you ever need to spend full price on a shoe is if you have to have it there and it has any slight amount of hype to it. If it's something that realistically no one is putting up for a sneaker of the year list, you probably don't need to buy it on release day because it will probably hit a sale at some point. Uh, even some of the shoes that people are saying are the best shoes of the year if they're not a big Travis Scott collab or a big SB or something like that, you can still walk into a high street store and pick them up. So uh, you're absolutely right. Although this might be my favorite shoe of the week that I've seen so far, it's not something that you need to be like, oh, I need to set my alarm at midnight on the 8th of the 11th to make sure I have my pair of these. No, you'll probably be able to pick them on the 8th of the 11th next year for 50% off. Well, here's a, here's another here's another thing that I found interesting is I've walked into the New Balance store for a long time without all the hype shoes and crazy cool collabs that they're getting and stuff like back in the days, like over the past few years, whatever in my collecting as a sneakerhead, I've always been open to other brands. And so I'm not going to front and say that I was big on new balance before a lot of the hype came to it, but as my taste changed and went more towards runners, I'd say it started a bit earlier than most other people um, when it caught up. And those New Balance stores, their flagship stores, or, or not flagship stores, but their brick and mortar stores, their walls were filled with just garbage, just garbage, horrible models for the average consumer. You'd see that the type of clientele that were in there were not young people. Um, and the prices were just whatever. And then sometimes they'd have these really deep discounts on these shoes that like nobody wanted. And you know how New Balance has all these crazy numbered models you know, people wouldn't remember what they were. Now I walk into the New Balance store and half of the wall I could I could easily buy. Yeah, I'd be like, I want that, I want that, I want that. And they've really embraced putting up their 990 something models, right? Or their like 550s or the ones that they're seeing traction behind. And they have all these crazy colorways and all these really popular models. For New Balance, it's popping off for them in a variety of different models. They are just killing it on all fronts. They don't have like two models that are just slaying it and that's it, right? Like Dunks and Jordan 1s, that's it, right? No, they have like eight models that people really want these days and they are all over shelves. 
but that also could be maybe not bad, but like one of the reasons why you could wait and why you don't have to buy it at full price is like you have a lot of opportunities to buy a lot of things that you would like. So you can actually just kind of put it off for a bit. No, I totally agree. You know, that's that's how I'm seeing that, Hi. you know, like waiting to pay half price or or whatever type situation in, in Canada as well as the UK. It's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it, in any sort of, in any situation, right, if you go into a shop and you're able to buy the thing that you want for half price, you are leaving a very, very happy person, right? It's no different with sneakers. So it's, it's not a bad thing. I love the fact that everything's hitting the sales because it really just means that you can bide your time. You don't feel rushed. You're not feeling like you have to buy something and then you're regretting it next time because something else has dropped that you really, really want. You're able to really think and kind of, if you're buying a shoe four months after it's released and it's on the sale, it's probably because you really, really like that shoe still. You don't get this kind of, I need to buy this now because otherwise it's sold out. And what if I want it in six months time? So there was, I think during 2020 and 2021, there was a lot of reaction buying. And I don't own a lot of the pairs that I bought during that period because I bought it liking it at the time. And then kind of like what you mentioned earlier, Matt, with the new balances, the size pair that you bought, you kind of almost get fatigue of it. And then it ends up leaving the collection. Like now, if I, if a shoe's releasing today and I'm not buying it for six months, it's because six months later, I really like it. So I'm 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 really enjoying everything at the minute. I know we've gone on a bit of a tangent here, so I'll bring us back to double up, double down, and uh, go on to unfortunately the 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 double down for the week, the bad shoe of the week. Now this is going to be a bad shoe for me purely on the basis that it's a little bit funky, and I just personally wouldn't wear it. Uh, again, I always say with these types of shoes, these more fashion-esque shoes, there will be someone in Soho that wears this shoe and I look at them and go, shit, that looks really, really good. But I would look like a moron wearing this shoe, which is why it's the double down. And it is the A Cold Wall Times Converse Geo Former releasing on the 9th of November for £140. This shoe basically looks like a scuba boot with a robocop heel all black it's a bit mad and it looks like it would really really hurt if someone kicks you in the face with it uh matt you normally like something that's a little bit more out there and a little bit crazy i would not be entirely surprised if you say you like this shoe it's i like the design of it but frankly i'm not into it's it's a little too wacky for me what i do think it's trying to cater to is like the opium style that's really popular right now with gen z and a lot of people where it's just focusing on this like dark edgy gothic kind of style long long trench coat type thing leather trousers type thing with these rick owens is really popular we saw those that rick owens party or something going on recently before halloween or all kinds of stuff people are into like all this like latex or like really baggy pants that you used to be able to get at hot topic that you can buy again all of a sudden and and all these things so i think this like opium style is repopularizing the like gothic look and that's and they're making it a bit more mainstream and this like black tech wear big bulky black aggressive oh, uh, i forget what it's called Ag- aggressive designs um is just uh is it's, it's you know is this where it's coming from? I think it's coming from a cold wall, right? You said? Yeah, a cold wall and converse, yeah. So they kind of have that feel. I forget, again, what the name is, you know, but it's a, it's a distinct, you know, look. And, and I think they're appealing to that, to a crowd that'll buy it for those purposes. I, I see this shoe and this is like the type of people that go down 
like um, Soho or the type of people that are in um, like central London, um, Brick Lane, uh, White Shoreditch. I don't know why I couldn't think of Shoreditch there for a second. Um, the people that walk down Shoreditch that look like they're going to the Matrix um, or like that is it's that type of like Matrix fashion, isn't it? Like I said, I can imagine tiny sunglasses, all black, big trench coat, pair of these on. You're probably going to look really cool. I would never be able to pull it off. It's for a definite certain crowd. But again, because I can't pull it off and I'm picking the double down, it's my double down, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, the shoe that we're picking for our sleeper pick this week is the Nike Air Max 1 Aura and Midnight Navy, which is releasing on the 7th of November for £145. Now, this shoe is essentially an all-denim Air Max One, uh, but the paneling you've got different shades of denim for the different paneling. You have a kind of white denim that goes all the way from the mud guard all the way towards the heel of the shoe. The toe box and kind of up towards the um, ankle of the shoe is a really dark denim. You've then got a slightly lighter blue denim going across the eye stays and towards the heel of the shoe. Uh, you've got a dark denim swoosh, cream midsole blue outsole you've got this kind of really nice tan almost uh denim tongue and then a nice kind of tan set of laces very i, I would i would like to say that there was a certain other designer i know that uh, created a denim looking shoe that uh was was quite a nice looking shoe very similar kind of color almost to uh the blue that's in the upper of this shoe but uh what do we think about this shoe matt do we like the denim air max or what I love throwing denim on a shoe. As you mentioned, I threw it onto my second release at Volcar, but I don't uh, I don't have any reservations about pe how people use denim on sneakers. I think it, it almost always looks cool. It's kind of like what you think with cream laces. I think if there's any way that you can find to incorporate denim on a sneaker, it's almost always in some sort of creative fashion, which has been pretty cool that I've seen. Um I've always, you know, I think there was New Balance just released some images of a 508 or 578. I don't know. I lose all the numbers. 580, Levi's, five, Levi's 580 that I think is coming out. Well, that looks so they, nice. They did a Levi's 580 and there's very little denim on that. And they also just released Japan Patchwork Denim 580. That is what the Levi's collaboration should have looked like. That thing is a patchwork of different types of denim for every panel on the sneaker. And it looks insane. The different hues of blue, the different lightnesses and darknesses and the different textures you can get. Absolutely yes. insane. So why have I not seen this? Or maybe this is the one I'm thinking. It just of. came it, out it, today. It has a 550 in the pack and a 580. Exactly. And the 580. Yeah. You've got like this rugged, almost hairy suede denim on the toe. You've got like this kind of, um, dark denim towards the heel with the kind of white stitching over the top, very similar to what was the denim dunk low that came out a couple of years ago. I can't remember exactly what it is, but well, Levi's has done that. denim. Levi's has done denim collaborations, I think, with Jordan too. I, like they did yeah, the Jordan New Balance. Four. Yeah, they've done the Jordan Four and stuff like this. So whenever you can use denim on a shoe, I'm in. The Air Maxes really cool. These New Balances really cool. So I'm in. 
Yeah, I think uh, the New Balance you're referring to here is called the Boro Pack to utilize Japanese patchwork methods. They had a 550 and a 580. I think that there's a separate Levi's that is coming out. Um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm loving a 580 at the minute. So this is a really, really nice shoe. I know we're now sidetracking because the shoe that we're supposed to be talking about is the Air Max 1. I think you're absolutely right. I know a lot of people were losing their marbles last year when the Dirty Denim Air Max 1s came out. And I actually saw someone that bleached the mud guard of the dirty denim air max ones white so in my eyes this shoe is what that dirty denim air max one should have looked like i know everyone was losing their minds of the dirty denim before because it was almost like a kind of rehash of an old model very similar to how the hemp was a rehash of an old model last year as well right but this in my eyes with the tan on the tongue the white the different shades this is the much more superior denim air max one so yeah i think this is a really really nice shoe the only thing i find with denim shoes though and this is the only reason why i know i said uh, when we talked about the double up a lot of people will probably think this should be double up over the new balance i have this really really um kind of mental block where i wear a lot of jeans and if i'm wearing jeans i can't wear denim shoes and it's why i really really struggle to wear the concept air max uh ones because of the denim on there so for me this would be a pair of shoes that i would probably wear once a year and for that reason it has to only be a sleeper pick because i just wouldn't be able to wear it as much mm, you've got to get over that hump my friend because it's if a, you want to yeah. join the canadian the canadian nation it's called the denim tuxedo when you're all head to toe head to toe denim jacket with denim uh, pants and uh, shoes and you're the definition of a Canadian tuxedo, my friend. I, know. I think it's the only thing stopping me from getting my citizenship at this point, to be perfectly honest. It's also like I've got a bit I of a, I've, I've got a little bit of a mental block of wearing navy and black as well. I know some people can wear black jeans and a navy hoodie. Honestly, I will be self-conscious all day if I have navy and black on the same outfit. I can't do it. Anyways, we're going deep into my psyche now and all the weird and wonderful things that go into my brain. Uh, before we move on to our final segment, uh, there's one tiny little sidestep we need to do, and that is we need to mention our steal of the week. So, Matt, steal of the week this week. We don't need to go into too much detail here, other than the fact that you corrected me earlier that I've been saying this person's name wrong the whole time we've been mentioning on the podcast because the steal of the week is from Seven Store here. And we have the Ruigi, not Rugi, uh, that we've been saying this whole time, the Ruigi times Puma Clyde's Q3 sneaker. Beautiful looking sneaker. Scott bought the uh, Ruigi um, basketball Puma earlier on this year, the pink with the cream. Imagine very, very similar shoe. However, instead of pink suede, we have a beautiful blue leather upper with cream hits. It's currently sat on seven store for £69. We saw this shoe in hand at the Puma store down Carnaby Street. Really, really nice uh, quality shoe size is currently on seven store seven eight nine ten and eleven so a really good size run and as you said 69 pounds so you cannot go wrong with that but matt that moves us on to our final segment of the week you've almost made it out the doubled up podcast alive for the third time it's like every single time they make a new saw movie where somehow the same character ends up coming back again and again and again do not learn the first time you keep coming back. But anyways, that moves us on to our final segment, and that is Scott versus our guest, the rotation game.
Okay, Matt, I've been really enjoying doing this segment the last four weeks. So it's almost a shame that we don't have a guest on next week because now I'm going to have to go back to boring old normal triple up with Scott where he inevitably loses a game. I've been really enjoying stepping in and playing these games uh, over the last few weeks. But to explain to the listeners how this game works, every single week that we have a guest on, we put our guest in a head-to-head competition against Scott. Now, obviously, Scott's not here, so I'm stepping in. The whole uh, rotation game is we give our guest a theme what then happens is we take it in turns to do a five-day rotation in a draft format so in a moment we will reveal the theme matt will pick a first shoe i'll pick my first shoe so on and so forth until we both end up with a five-day rotation we will then put them on instagram for you the listeners to vote on which person had the best five-day rotation the only rule no double up so if matt picks a shoe i can no longer pick it and vice versa now The theme for this week is food and drink. The main reason for this is, as I said earlier, Matt, when we first were introduced to you, you were known as the bacon Air Max guy, which I don't know whether or not I'm having a sneak peek into one of your picks at the minute, but also your very first shoe was inspired by sushi. So it made sense to have uh, a a food and drink themed rotation game with you. but Matt, I'm, I'm going to pass the baton over to you, mate. What do you want as your very first shoe in your five-day rotation? Oh, my God. I don't think the listeners understand the stress and preparation that goes into this list. Because I am not only trying to please <laughs> them to win the votes online, but I am also trying to make sure that I pick a shoe that you're not going to get and say it before you or else it's going to throw a rock in my gears. It really does. People don't realise. People just think we play games on this. That There's genuine competition that goes into this segment. Like This is probably one of the most stressful segments. Whenever we get a guest on and they listen to the podcast before, they always say to us, can you please send over the theme with day's notice because they want the time to sit down and actually plan. Yes. So with that said, I'm going to come out the gates swinging Ooh, and okay. I'm going to go with the chunky donkey low, the Nike okay. chunky donkey. I mean, a lot of people are going to be agreeing with you on that one. That is a big, big shoe to come out of the gates swinging. Okay, I'll take it. We're going to start. We're going to have our dessert first. Oh, I like that. I have a sweet tooth, so I'm more than happy to uh, ha- have have dessert first. I'm going to go a slightly different route, but also a very similar route because yeah, we're recording on a Thursday night, Matt. And I don't know if you've heard the saying, Thursday is the new Friday. Thursday is the day out that you go drinking rather than a Friday night. So that way you're not hung over for the weekend. Uh, and I'm going to have a little alcoholic beverage for my first pick. And I'm picking the Heineken dunk. So I take your chunky dunky and I raise you a Heineken. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. We're going a- apples to apples or drink to drink or food to food, whatever you want to call it. But hey. look at that. Dunk to dunk, huh? Dunk mm. to dunk. Yeah. I take your chunky dunk and I raise you a Heineken. Very, very clever. What's my next shoe then? Oh, yeah. What, what is your next go- shoe? What am I going to go up against? Well, a Heineken might pair quite nicely with some turkey. Maybe the Turduncans. Okay. The Turduncan with dunk the Turduncans. Yeah, yeah. The packaging on that sneaker is freaking impeccable. And the price on the resale market is extremely reasonable. I thought these things were going to go up. I bought two pairs. I thought this thing was going to go up. I got one normal pair and one special box pair. I highly suggest anybody who is interested in crazy, crazy, crazy packaging unboxing experience to check out 
the I even have a review video on YouTube. You can go look at that. Just check out like uh, Nike Turduncan review or something. You might find it from uh, Mado MTL. But uh, that sneaker is insane. And for that purpose, I have thrown this one in um, my rotation. I love it. That's a beautiful shoe as well. It's also a shoe that like sometimes dunks are always a bit funny, right? Sometimes they look great beat up. Sometimes they can look absolutely awful beat up. Uh, ironically, the first shoe that you've picked, I've seen the, the the chunky dunky a little bit worn and the, the toe box can look a little bit funny, but that's a Duncan. It looks great brand new out of the box. It looks great a little bit worn as well. And the special box, like you said, is absolutely concepts will never fail to do a great shoe. So, okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going a slightly different route here. I, I I could, in theory, throw a concepts dunk at you right now, but I'm not going to because I want to switch a little bit from the dunk avenue. And I'm going with the Bad Bunny times Adidas Campus first cafe. If you think back to the very first Bad Bunny Campus that was in the brown colorway, it was technically inspired by coffee. So the first cafe, we've got a little bit of Bad Bunny Campus on our five-day rotation. That's a nice pick. Good pick, sir. I appreciate that. We're starting with beverages. Starting with beverages. (laughs) So let me continue along in that theme. Okay. I see your drinks that you are continuously raising at me, and I raise you one, good sir, as well. The Adidas ZX Flaming Moe's. Oh, okay. Yes. I love the fact that this is like there's multiple things involved here. Number one, love a ZX. Number two, that is a great shoe. Number three, we are blending the world of food and cartoon here because 100%, right? Like, I'd love to have a flaming mo. Oh, I'm giving you a I'm giving you a full color palette rotation here, my friend. I uh, I have seen what these Instagram posts look like. And I am carefully and aesthetically curating this rotation. <laughs> Unless you throw a wrench in my gears, I should have the votes on this one. Oh, okay. Right. So, I, I like it. Well, I've, I've managed to appease the dunk heads here. I've also managed to appease the Adidas heads that listen to this podcast. I'm now going to appease the Air Max community because I'm going with one of my favorite Air Max gr pairs the air max one watermelon my heart skipped a beat i thought you were going to go with the 90 bacon (laughs) i could have done that i could have done that actually why haven't i thought of that but i want to kind of make this a little bit different i want to i'm going to go with something a little bit outside the box i love the watermelon so much like it's one of my favorite gr pairs from nike uh i just think that silly right now because it's one of those shoes that realistically i could have just picked up probably in the sales a few years ago never really was into air maxes as much there like that just wasn't you said earlier about kind of maturing in taste like that was a time where i just wasn't couldn't care less about air maxes to be perfectly honest it was just a time in my life all of a sudden i really like air maxes again and uh just happens to be when the resale is not mad but i don't really like the idea of spending three to four hundred pounds on a pair of air max ones to be perfectly honest so uh especially when they're sitting and they're about £100 over here in the UK. So, no. But beautiful, beautiful shoe. We've got the Air Max 1 Watermelon. Nice. Uh, the next shoe is going to be a shoe that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's going to be the Corn... No, I'm just kidding. The Corn <laughs> Campus. I would have given you that, to be honest. Wait a minute. A that's a words. metal band. That's not food. <laughs> I would have given it to you as a play on words. If I'm giving you Flaming uh, Moe's, I would have given you Corn. 
Uh, no, it's just a joke. The uh, Volker Spicy Tunas. Uh, those are going to be my fourth pick. And they're also very near and dear to, my, dear to my heart, as I mentioned, because that is the very first sneaker that Volker released. Uh, so if you guys don't know what those look like, you can go and check them out at Volker underscore on Instagram. That's V-O-L-E-C-O-E-U-R underscore on Instagram. Uh, they're a shoe based on sushi. I love it. Scott's got that pair. He absolutely loves that pair. As I said, it was the pair that we gave away for the first ever giveaway here and the only giveaway I think we've ever done with the Doubled Up podcast. So, yeah, 100%. There was a couple of pairs I've deliberately left off my list because I thought you probably deserve them on yours. That was one of them. That was one of them. Okay, so... I'm still sticking with trying to be a little bit different here because there's a couple of shoes on my list that quite honestly are absolutely amazing. You don't realize until you start doing some Googling about how um, like food and drink, there's just some incredible pairs out there. Uh, and I am going with a pair that last year was one of my favorite shoes that released. We are going with the End times Deodora V7000 lemoncello oh those are nice Diodora's done a lot of food themed ones actually oh yes uh, i think as an italian i've seen a few that they've released that i was just like oh like well lemoncello is something very popular with italians yeah um kind of like a little aperitif liqueur kind of yep. thing that you have at the end of a meal or you could even put that over some some ice like, like italian ice they call it right like shaved ice and you put some limoncello over it Mwah, chef's kiss yep Hey, and also, Scott, Scott always gives me a lot of shit because I love me an Aperol Spritz, right? And it's not exactly the most manly drink in the world, an Aperol Spritz. But when we went out to Italy and I tried a Limoncello Spritz for the first time, holy crap, changed my life forever. I love me a Limoncello Spritz. Again, still not the manliest drink in the world, but who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? That's who all, cares? It's all, manufactured. it's all manufactured by people with low ego, low self-esteem. Exactly. Um, I am going to cap this off, good sir, with a curveball. It is going to be not the Air Max 90 Bacons. No. It is going to be the Feature Times Saucony Bacon and Eggs. Ooh. I am going with bacon, and it's a similar colorway. I just didn't want to be too predictable. And in the event that you were going to try and throw a wrench in my gears, I wasn't sure if you would have it. So I had that as a backup. But now I really want to have in this one week rotation, a reflection of totally different brands across the board, totally different colorways. Yep. Um, so I have, I think, a nice variety and I'm, I'm doing this for the people. I love it. That's a beautiful, beautiful shoe as well. That feature um that like the bacon pair beautiful and like you said it's based hey you've still picked a bacon shoe at the end of the day we know we know you as the bacon man you've still picked a bacon shoe so you're still on brand you know it's a quite similar colorway so very I, similar know, colorway. i, I think to, to the air max 90 bacon for anybody who hasn't seen it you'll see it on the instagram post where we're comparing the two rotations but um you know i wanted to give Saucony some love they're working really hard and you know i'm not going to eat up my rotation with three nikes uh you know, I think I have two in there already. I said, let's give them a throw yeah. sock in me a bone. They do some really cool food inspired sneakers. Generally speaking, I've seen them do fried chicken and uh, food fight. They've done some based on hamburgers. I mean, they've really done 
a lot of food-based shoes, but I like the bacon and eggs best. They're really cool. Hundred percent. Well, as soon as we came up with this food and drink um, theme, instantly in my head, my one of my most favorite pairs that is uh, food and drink related is the End Time Saucony Burger that you were referring to. Uh, I've already picked that on a previous rotation game I did with Prozec. So for that reason, I'm not picking it now uh, because I, I want to try and have a little bit of different in my rotation. And I'm doing exactly the same as you, Matt. I could quite easily pick something like a Joritos SB or something like that that is very, very big and hype, but I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to go with something completely random. And seeing as I have noticed that the majority of my uh kind of shoes are drink inspired rather than food inspired i'm sticking with the drink theme here and i'm going with the new balance 1500.9 vodka and caviar so if you google the shoe it is a 1500 upper on a 990 midsole a fusion pair that I absolutely love. Not exactly the most popular in the world, but specifically the vodka and caviar pair. Ironically, after a second ago, I said I can't do blue and black in the same thing. It's a blue shoe with black hits, gold. It's just a beautiful blue and black and gold runner. It does come in a whole pack where you've got brown in there, you've got white. But yeah, I'm going with the 1500.9 blue and black vodka and caviar. That is a striking pair, good sir. I, I would. I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm seeing them now, and I've never seen a fifteen hundred point nine. It is literally, guys, listening to this podcast, guys, gals, everybody. It is literally stamped on the side of the shoe one five zero zero decimal nine. I have never ever seen that on a New Balance, which is absolutely insane. I like the 1500 caviar and vodka, which is a two pack. I like the, like, it's like a khaki green, gray, uh, green, um, brown with black. And like the textured black kind of looks like the caviar, which is really sick. Um, but your colorway, good sir, is quite a rare and striking selection. So yeah, hats off to you on that. I love the they did they did a range of these kind of like a few years ago these sort of like uh, fusion New Balances where they did a lot of these fifteen hundred point nines where it was like you said uh, fifteen hundred upper nine ninety V three midsole which I love a fifteen hundred and I love the the nine ninety V three midsole I think is one of the best runners uh, like midsoles that you can have so I think for me that's a fantastic shoe but they also then did things like the nine nine one point nine where they had a nine nine one upper on a 990 v1 midsole um they did like the um 991.5 where they did a 991 upper on a 1500 midsole they did a few of these like weird and wonderful they went for a stage of just merging some of their best made in usa made in uk shoes to create these weird hybrids i think concepts actually did a collaboration on the 15 or wait sorry the 991.5 and yeah i think all of them are great again one of these things though they were there for a period of time and then completely disappeared but 
again, I, I missed the boat there. Me not being a New Balance head until the wrong time where they'd already come and gone, gone through the sales. No one wanted them anymore. The people that did want them actually beat them to shit. So even the secondhand market's not that great on, uh, great on them anymore. But I really, really like that. And I thought I haven't got any New Balance, so we'll throw a pair of New Balance in there. So just to quickly go back through our five-day rotations, Matt, your five-day rotation is the... Ben and Jerry's times Nike SB Dunk Low Chunky Dunky, the Concepts times Nike SB Dunk High to Duncan, the Simpsons times Adidas ZX. It was one thousand Flaming Mo, the Volker Spicy Tuna, and the Feature times Socony Bacon and Eggs, the Bacon colorway. Uh, for me, I have gone with the Nike SB Dunk Low Heineken, the Bad Bunny times Adidas Campus Low First Cafe, the Nike Air Max One Watermelon, the End times Diodora V7000 Lemoncello and the New Balance 1500.9 Vodka and Caviar. This is possibly one of the weirdest uh, five-day rotation battles that we're going to have. It's also There's different brands across the whole thing, but I really think that people are going to appreciate those five or ten shoes going head-to-head. So yeah, if you want to uh, vote on which rotation you think is the best keep a little eye out on instagram it normally comes out towards the end of the week so if you're listening to this episode keep an eye out for maybe the friday or saturday the week that this drops and you'll be able to have your vote and i actually think that i'm losing every single week that scott's been away i think i've lost so this is my last time for redemption here matt uh but if i am going to lose i couldn't have lost to uh, a better guest so thank you very very much and, and matt that, that brings us to the end of our episode today you've made it out alive again I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I've always wanted to play the rotation game. So I'm finally glad that we get to uh, we get to do that. Oh, you know what I want to you know what you should do the next time? You should have the rotation game only with sneakers that don't have colored laces that appear on the shoe. (laughs) I want to see people's rotation just straight up. Like here are all here are 10 examples of shoes where they look bomb Uh, with different colored laces on the sneaker. We should have done that. Hey, next time, next time we have a guest or even next time you're on, Matt. Do it with Scott. Yeah, do it with Scott next time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's that's kept. I'm, I'm keeping that in the locker for for next time. Sneakers with coloured laces that don't match the tone of the shoe. Yeah. Done. There exactly. we go. It's happening in the future. Watch out for that one, guys. Well, with that, now we've all put you in suspense, eagerly waiting for that themed rotation game. I would like to say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram. Use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Matt, tell the listeners where they can find you on all platforms. You guys can find me at Matt o-m-t-l that's m-a-t-t-o-h-m-t-l on instagram and then you can also find my brand volker at v-o-l-e-c-o-e-u-r underscore also on instagram and if you want to hear the story of matt creating his own sneaker brand and what has gone into the previous releases uh, he's released two sneakers so far great amazing storytelling uh the way that matt talks about the shoes and the inspiration of the shoes um i we could not do it justice so make sure you go back and listen to the previous episodes that we've had with matt i think it was one last year and one the year before so you've got a few hours of content to listen to uh when it comes to matt's previous episodes but thank you very much guys speak to you next time and as always peace manus on